I'm Graham. I'm Hannah, and this is the Dear Student Podcast, where I rant to my dad about the problems students have. Where I listen, share my thoughts, and just try to keep up. Hi, I'm Hannah. And I'm Graham. And that's my dad. And welcome to another episode of Dear Student. Today we're going to be talking about exams and stress at school. Uh, but before we do that, we like to do, at the beginning of every episode, a recommendation, which Hannah calls a wreck to each other. And so today, it's Hannah, do you have any way. wrecks for me? Um, well, I don't know if it's specifically for you, because I don't really think you would actually use this, but my wreck today is Lush Bar Shampoo. Do you know what that is, Dad? I know what shampoo is, yes. I do not know what Lush Bar Shampoo is. So Lush is a company, but... Okay. And then a shampoo bar is like, it's just like a stick of like shampoo, really, really, really condensed. And you just like rub it through your hair and it's better for the environment and it's better for your budget, I think. Uh, interesting to hear. Better. I have always thought of shampoo as a liquid. So I would think of it as a bar, as a soap bar. So this is yeah. helpful. Thank well, you for educating you me on this like recommendation. I have a recommendation for you since I know you like to listen to a lot of podcasts. One of the podcasts that I've enjoyed listening to is Preston Sprinkle. He's got hundreds of podcasts on all kinds of things. And he particularly interviews people that have all kinds of different backgrounds in relation to their life and faith journey and just talks to them and interviews them. Here's their feelings and uh, perspective. And you can really learn a lot as he enters into their world and asks them questions about faith, even though they may have different faith perspectives. What's his podcast called? I believe it's called Theology in the Raw, but it's Preston Sprinkle. Like if you if you search Preston Sprinkle, it would come up. Hmm. So today, let's talk about exams and school. So I've been in school for most of my adult life, and you're just uh, sort of setting out in that stage as a yep. teenager. But I thought, since I know a little bit about you, that you might want to share. Have you ever had any exam horror stories? Uh, yes, I have. Well, last year when I was doing my exam in the second semester because i'm still in high school we had a fire alarm go off halfway through five minutes through the first exam and the problem was that everyone had kind of looked at the test already or the exam already so we stood outside for about two hours and then by the time we got back inside we were scared we were going to have to rewrite the entire thing because most people had written out stuff already but we didn't and i aced that i think actually i don't know but what was the horror story part of it? The staying outside for two hours? Were you like... It was really hot Could you outside. get your jackets and stuff? No. It was hot outside, right? Second yeah. semester. And it was like, we were evacuated from the area around the school. So we had to go stand in the parking lot in another area. For two hours. For two hours. That's a long time. You had to be kind of kept in containment so because you could talk to someone about the answers possibly. Could you use your phones in the intermediate time? I think so. I don't remember. Hmm. Do you have exam horror stories? I have another one. You have a, wow. Yeah. Well, basically. So much less school in your life and yeah. yet you've had two exam horror stories. Well, what both, do you share? Both of my exams. Well, there's three, there's basically the third exam was pushed back five times because of snow. The exam because was we pushed live in back Canada. because of snow. Yeah. So, they so there, just were, there were five it? snow days. So they just had to keep pushing it back because no one could get there. Wow. And that's a horror story because it got pushed back or you... It's not really a horror story because I got to stay home and study more, so... Yes. I think it would be good. I I don't... I can't actually think of any horror stories. Most of my exams, I go in, I write the test, and a lot of them have been online and other things. They're kind of 
dull actually most of my exam experiences have been like i study 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 and then i write a test how did you study how did i study well one of the most important principles of writing any exam is to read the instructions so usually like the syllabus at the yeah, beginning most of the year don't do that. most people don't do that the number one thing to do at school is read the instructions if you learn to read the instructions that's one of the major things they're teaching you at school actually they're teaching you to read the instructions by doing that you will know what to study because it'll actually indicate the exam is on these pages or on this section of learning and you need to learn those things it's just doing that just yeah, establishes a lot of reality were you ever stressed for exams though oh certainly because you're just like a studious person you just go bam 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 bam, bam and then it's done well, that might be a stereotype of me, but I accept I've it. I've seen it in action, though. Um, well, I, I do like to learn and read. Um, in terms of stress on exams, I think when I was younger, in, even in high school, there felt like there was more pressure to remember things or to get things perfect, and you wonder if you did well. And, of course, sometimes in university when you write a test and there's like, I don't know, like several thousand people in these giant gymnasiums and everyone's separated and... It just seems uh, a little over the top, and it seems a little more nerve-wracking, I'd say. I think as I've gotten older and a little more secure in myself, I think, you know, it's a test. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to learn what I can, and I'm going to write the test. and Get over with. It's just going to happen. The reality is just going to carry forward. So I, I think if I take myself a little less seriously, it helps, and that's been good for me. I think too, like in the areas where I feel deficiency too, like trying to get extra help. I remember in university going to a lot of math help and doing better because I went to extra help. And so a lot of times people, when they feel like they're studying, if it's a closed environment where you study for something, but you don't get the help that you need to really understand something. So if you lack understanding of something more and more time, you're just going to stress yourself out more unless you try to get the help needed to try to really learn something by from someone who actually understands the topic. That's been helpful in my life. I'm sorry you lost me there. Well, I'm saying to you is if there's something you don't understand, instead of stressing out and saying, I don't understand, it's impossible, I give up. It's useful to pull a lifeline and say, hmm, who do I know or how can I get help for the thing I don't understand? That's a pro tip for me as your dad. How, how do you deal with stress, Hannah, at school? Um, I don't. Or, well, I just don't get stressed about exams. I just make my notes look pretty and then I'm done. Making your notes look pretty as yeah. part of your process. Well, you buy really pretty highlighters, and you make the you add like really pretty like little like stars all over it, and then you just I just write out all of my notes and all the definitions. But I don't even I prepare my studying throughout the semester, so I just keep all my review sheets and make sure they're pretty, and then I just. So if you have pretty notes, your stress level goes down. Yeah, because it's aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> That's actually probably a good pro tip for all of the listeners out there. Well, like, how do you de-stress really yourself? Visual. Make your notes look nice. Yeah. Pick the right font if you're doing them on type. For no, me, I, I, I typically it. do everything on computer because my handwriting, even when well, I write it, I can't actually read most of what I've written. <laughs> it's a weird problem I've had most of my life. And my handwriting is just atocious. And so I look at it like, what did that say? Oh, my yeah. goodness. I can't even discern it. It's you don't even know what you wrote, wrote yourself? Well, uh, well, especially on certain topics when I was writing a class or something like that, if I'm trying to understand something, I look back, it's just kind of gibberish. So I find when I type, it's in a font that I can read. And I write more complete, coherent sentences. 
because it'll underline if it's an incomplete sentence or an incomplete word. And so then I know that I have to keep writing and it helps my brain kind of complete thoughts as opposed to being a scattered. My mind is a little bit more scattered into like mumble jumbled oh, kind of thoughts. Mine's scattered too though. Well, but the you thing might is, have gotten did that you know me. that if you apparently, if you like, if you write it out, your brain is like, it's like the motion of writing it out reminds your brain of it. Whereas typing is just pressing buttons on a keyboard. So it's, it doesn't like. Tell your brain the tell same your brain. thing. It's, yeah. Yeah, that, that may be true. Although, but if you can't understand it, I mean, typing, it's probably better. Yeah. One of the other things I think that um, has helped me with stress, which is taking this podcast a little bit deeper, though, is I think the role of faith in just sort of keeping myself calm going into things that are stressful. So there's always mm. going to be things that are stressful or cause uh, pressure to feel like it's falling on me or like, you know, you're like, I don't know, drowning in a pool of water while you're writing some tests where you don't know all the answers. And I think that's where, uh, for me, as I've uh, tried to integrate my faith into my life, it's helped me to de-stress a bit. What are you thinking there, Hannah? Well, I think I used to do, when I was really stressed about exams or like a test or something that I wasn't like, I didn't feel fully prepared for, my, my like counselor told me to do a breathing exercise where you breathe in and you're, no, what did you do? You like, you breathe in and then it's like you, when you're breathing in, you think God's light and love. And then when you breathe out, you exhale like all the like stress. Also, apparently I did this once and it made me do get a really good mark. I do, you do a power pose before you start it. So you stand with your hand on your hip and your arm up and you're just like, yes, I can do this. And then I did pretty good on that test. And you would correlate it to yeah, the My friend told me pose? to do that. Wow. You might have studied with beautiful so, aesthetic notes as well, too. Yeah. That, kind of, that so puts it over the You just need really top. pretty notes and a power pose, and then you're going to ace your test. So, Hannah, what do your friends tell you about exams when, you know, you're uh, in the cafeteria and you're all talking about future exams? What's the, uh, well, what's the word on the street? Uh, tests and exams and stuff, it's like, in our minds, it's like a big looming thing, I think. And a lot of people, I think it depends like on dark who, rain clouds in the distance and it's coming your way. And it's like, no, it's like coming. it's right on top of you and you're seeing it start to explode. And then you're like waiting for the big and then, yeah, but what my do your friend, friends think the purpose of exams are, um, I personally think, well, I don't know, friends, if pers- my friends, I don't, I don't know. I like think it's the goal to get good grades. Yeah, the goal is very much well. to get good grades. And I think some people, it depends on who you're friends with. But some people put more pressure on themselves to like do well. And some people, they know that if like they're not as stressed, like I, if I'm just not stressed, I'll do better. So I just don't stress about it. But a lot of people I know, they feel bad if they're not stressed about exams because they feel like they should be stressed about exams because teachers just assume that you're going to be stressed. But I'm not always stressed. I'm just like, oh, it'll happen, whatever. Hmm. I mean, I study, but like I don't overstudy. So your friends think that they, the future exams, it would be better if they're stressed because that will kind of push them into better no, studying behavior. I don't or know about that, but teachers imply that you kind of should be stressed, hmm. that you're supposed to be stressed, and that stress is going to motivate you. And I think there's some com- some like there's components as a, in a little bit of stress because it makes you actually care. But when you're really stressed, that's only like putting your body into like. Ah, it's like you already have raging hormones. 
Um, what are healthy rhythms in exam in school? Like what's the best way to navigate stress and exams? Well, in as, your personal opinion. So as, as you may have known, I spent the first 40 years of my life in school off and on for a long time. I've went to a lot of exams. What? Yes. And so for me, rhythms are important. And so, um, for me, the seven days in a week and if you process the, the whole process of it, this is not something I've fully learned how to do perfectly, but it's something I aspire to and definitely have tried with school is to schedule when I'm going to do things. And I think I only have a capacity to stay hyper-focused at learning for a certain amount of time and then I need a little break and then I come back to it hyper-focused. But when I study, I study. But what about That's people who can't hyper-focus? Like people who are super scattered? Because I'm really scattered. I can't focus on one thing. You need to put yourself in an environment that allows you to focus more than you were able to on your own. So you limit your options, kind of like how... Uh, delete Instagram. Yeah, delete all the different distractions or just separate yourself from your phone to go study or print it out, whatever is required to allow you to achieve the focus that's required to uh, learn something. Because I think when you're studying, you're not just de-stressing to memorize something, you're also trying to learn and understand something. Because usually, especially as you get older and more and more, the tests become over broader and broader amounts of material. You need to be able to learn it and like sort of understand it so that you uh, can be tested to on your awareness of the knowledge in a different way. Like understanding the big concepts. Understanding the big concepts more than just regurgitating the information. One thing I started doing is instead of like I would play like instrumental piano music. That's like in my brain at Cuse studying. Yeah. And then I just write out like by hand all my notes and use my beautiful mild liner highlighters. And Back write to them the all out. Beauty. Yeah, no, but it's important to me. So then I write it out and I make it look pretty so that it feels worthwhile to do. And it's actually fun then in my mind to write it out. And I, I find that even though I enjoy studying with my friends, I never end up getting any work done because I just talk and yeah. I need to stop talking. Sometimes. Yeah, so then you're primarily talking with your friends, you're not studying with your friends. So yeah. going back to rhythms, if I was to say it's important to be able to differentiate when I'm studying and when I'm not studying when I'm doing schoolwork and when I'm not doing schoolwork. Yeah. And so the rhythm would be, I'm going to study and do work, then I'm gonna take a break. That would be when I contact my friends or can communicate yeah. with people or do an activity. Or even just decide um, in your like Google calendar, you color code, like you like, you like block out a time in your day, like I am studying this time. And yeah. like forcing yourself to do it, even I, if you don't feel like it. I think there's an important pattern of work and rest. And so, you know, um, on the weekends too, I, I've often done school sort of at the margins of my life around work. And even on that, on the weekend, then I would, I would schedule time to do homework on certain times of the day. And then other times of the day on the weekend would be times for me to focus on, you know, whether it be family or different activities that I would be doing. And so I think the more that you can structure your day to differentiate between when you're going to study and when you're going to not study, it allows you to know that you're achieving the goals that you you're working mm. towards yeah and that is a de-stressing kind of thing but it's also puts you on a rhythm where you're not going to just burn out where you just study for like 15 hours straight or something and binge learning and you may not learn as well when you actually do that i write my notes throughout the year so whenever i'm studying for a big test i make those notes in key, in keeping mind of i'm going to be using this for exam so i don't throw it out and i study for it 
like I'm going to need it after the test. So I keep it consistent throughout the year. So instead of just like cramming it in like last minute, which is what I did last year, this year I've decided at the end of each unit, I just write like chemistry review and then I just write out everything underneath it. Yeah, I think it's definitely a good learning of a rhythm between cramming leads to certain kinds of lifestyle things and consistency leads to a different style and rhythm of life. And also I think when you do it, when you're supposed to do it, instead of just saving it for last minute, it just clears your mind and then it's just less stressful than just like, would you rather have a lot of things to do in a short space of time or just stretch those things around like one large chunk of time? So if you just like strategically be like, okay, I'm gonna do homework when I get back home and then you just do it, then it saves that time from like, when you're in exam season, you can go and like, relax instead of studying like all that time because that's not good for your brain or your mental yeah. health we, we learn we life. learn a lot better when we're not in big stress yeah and so a lot of times when our anxiety and stress level goes up our capacity to learn and retain something to seek to understand it our agitation level will be higher yeah. and it'll be much more difficult and then we'll also feel like oh, i can't do this and so then you feel cascading kind of pressure on yourself oh man you i'm a failure like- i can't do this and that doesn't go very well for us. And so the rhythm of learning to clarify the expectation at the beginning, go and ask your teacher or professor a question at the front end of the class is really helpful. This has been a great uh, episode to, to enter into the beginning topic of stress and school, which is a big topic. Obviously, lots of students yeah. today feel lots of stress around exam time in particular, and they feel a lot of pressure about whether they'll measure up to the expectations they put on themselves or that schools or universities put on them. And so hopefully we gave a few pro tips that might help them this has been a good discussion and tune in again into a dear student episode where we'll talk about other topics and check them all out. Thanks very much. Yeah. Thanks for listening.